The Profane Argument is a podcast for secularists, freethinkers, agnostics, and atheists. We discuss topics that we think are relevant to non-believers. Welcome to the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 20th episode of the Profane Argument Podcast. My name is Ray, and along with me are... Hi, I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. And this week, we're going to start with a couple follow-ups to stories that we had mentioned previously. I always enjoy talking about the Satanists and how they're screwing with the Christians <laughs> in America. And now, as a follow-up, they we I think we mentioned last time that they were looking at doing an after-school club for Satanists. And not specifically for Satanists, but more of an outreach program. <laughs> So apparently this has started and they were able to get nine school districts to accept the fact that they are going to have a Satanist club. There was a, I think it all started around Springfield, Springfield, uh, Missouri, but now they have Atlanta, Los Angeles, Pensacola, Portland, Salt Lake City, Seattle, Tucson, and Washington, D.C., they have school districts signed up to do an after-school Satan club. <laughs> That's awesome. That is awesome. Good for them. Is this just a case of being way too liberal? I mean, it's it's, it's a kind of a little of both. It's, you know, fighting against the, the Christians, and it's just having a, a club and call, just calling it just to tweak them. Now, one thing I want to point out with this, they are only opening up these clubs where there are previously established good news clubs, which are Christian after-school clubs oh. that indoctrinate kids. Oh, I get it. So they're just avoiding a lawsuit. <laughs> yeah, they're allowing this to avoid a lawsuit. Right. Exactly. Yes, the yeah. school districts are. The kids are just trying to, uh, you know, stick it to the man in their own little way, not realizing that you can't have one without the other, and to be a Satanist, you're a Christian. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> but I do see the appeal, because if I was 15 and someone was like, dude, you want to smoke some weed and go to the Satanist club? I'd be like, <laughs> totally. <laughs> I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> So according to this, the Satanic Temple hopes to counter the evangelical message of fear and hell and God's wrath with, quote, rationality, free inquiry, and fun. <laughs> and fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, the it's Satanic interesting. Club is synonymous with fun and merriment. <laughs> but I'm wondering what would happen if somebody tried to do an atheist after-school club. And are they doing a satan, you know, after-school Satan club because they can't do an atheist club? Maybe because you can't really do an atheist club. It's not. I mean, it's it's, it's not, a not a religion, right? That's what a good news club is. It has to do with religion. Yes. Yes. Okay. I never the heard that news, term before. Oh yeah, we yeah we had them where I grew up. I actually, being Quaker, my family never they encouraged me to not attend because the good news clubs were over the top well, Christian. They're evangelical, so it's the Child Evangelism Fellowship. So yeah, over the top. Yes. Yeah. According to uh, Lucian Greaves, of course he is named Lucian. <laughs> is this the Satanic he Church guy? Yeah. yeah, he's no a spokesperson way. for the Satanic Church. Um, <laughs> he says, We prefer to give children an appreciation of natural wonders surrounding them, not a fear of everlasting otherworldly horrors. So they don't teach, to, they don't tell you to worship Satan. They tell you that... That, that God is within you, that everything you need is at your fingertips. You don't need God. I like that aspect. Yeah. 
Lucian, he says that Lucian, Lucian Greaves was born Doug Messner, so... Thank goodness. <laughs> there you go. That's better. <laughs> yeah. What a shock. <laughs> so he also said that uh, it's critical that children understand that there are multiple perspectives on all issues and that they have a choice on how they think. Mm-hmm. So, like I said before, go Satanist. <laughs> <laughs> Is anybody, like, up in arms about this? Is no parents are pro Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's a, a ton. However, the, the people, um, it, actually in Springfield, I think it was, I, I misplaced the guy's name, but he was basically saying they're kicking up dust and it's likely to fade away just as quickly as it comes up. He doesn't expect anyone to attend their their club <laughs> and he expects it to just go go away all on its own. He has, he's never met teenagers, has he? I was just about right. to say the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure the, the teenager's going to be all over that. Yeah, Interesting. Um, another thing that I wanted to follow up on real quick is in, well, I guess it's not just Utah, but definitely in Utah, there is a wave of I'm not a Mormon mass resignation due to the Mormon stance on LGBT beliefs. Wow. And according to an article that I will post on the website, there is a there's an actual movement. Utah attorney Mark Noggle has helped more than 2600 people file resignation papers with the church. Hmm. You have to legally file papers? Yes. Wow. In in order to get them because they'll the the Mormons will keep hounding them and hounding them for what though? Money, probably. Probably money, but definitely to participate in the church. Definitely to, I mean, they've been hounding them to, like, if they have a trans transgender parent, they are hounding them to get them out of their lives. Like, just mm. a whole bunch of... So it's it's essentially like a, a PFA against the church? That's what it seems like. Wow. Damn. Well, remember, the, the Mormons bump up their numbers. They claim they have 15 and a half million members worldwide. But they, you know, do... Th- crappy things like baptize people after they're dead and add you to the roles of of believers. And this lady's point is that she does not want to be a selling point for them anymore. She doesn't want to be included in those millions of people. Okay. That's pretty reasonable. Yeah. Just a shocking amount of work to not be a Mormon anymore. I know. I I thought you could just be like, I'm done. I'm out. Well, there's a whole website called quitmormon.com. This is a thing, evidently. You have, in order to get out, you have to actually do work. Which is great since you can be born into it. Yeah. Yeah, apparently he has processed nearly 12,000 resignations since uh, it began in November. Wow. That's, that's Someone made out. <laughs> yeah. That and, and that's, that's a more significant number than I was anticipating. Yeah, so what is... But here's the thing. like These people who are raised Mormon, don't they automatically hate gay people? So why are they all of a sudden having an issue with this? Because somebody they know is gay, and they, it turns out they're not oh, evil Oh, people. that's right. Because of that crazy policy of like excommunicating if... Right. Okay. I mean, well, yeah, you cannot I'm, be a member of the church and freely associate with L- the LGBT com- community in any way. Right. The, the, the one person that kind of st- the, the, the article is talking about, her son came out as gay, and so she left the church, and the, the daughter didn't right away, but now they're all out. So what, they're all going to become Catholic or Scientologists now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're just not Probably Mormon. neither, yeah. Right. <laughs> That's a really good question I would like to pose to some of the people who have left the church. What exactly they're... I mean, I'm... My thought is that my assumption is that they would just not be members of the church, but still, you know, believe themselves and hold their own private little ceremonies at home or something. I don't know. Be, be an independent but, sect of, of Mormonism. Right. Yeah, that is a good question. I'm really curious what plan B is when something like that happens. It's probably a variety. And some people just become generic Protestants and some people, 
you know, Lutherans and maybe a couple of Catholics and a bunch of atheists, probably. Sure. I'm, I'm curious now. Someone someone tweet Leanne Re- No, sorry. tweet, tweet <laughs> Leanne Remini. Ask her what she did when she fled Scientology, what she's up to now. Hmm. I'm sure she it's goes on of- Chelsea Handler's show, hangs out, oh, okay. living, the, living the good life. So she's just done with religion altogether? Well, I mean, with Scientology, I mean, it's very easy to be a Scientologist and not be part of the, the church because it's supposedly just a way of thinking. Mm. And you get to save money if you're not actually part of it. So, you, <laughs> so it's kind of a win-win for you. You get to keep your religion and save money. But okay. yeah, because they don't have service. I mean, she can't go to like the celebrity center and get an audit or anything. Right. <laughs> well, that's. I good. think I might try and see what I can find out from this website and uh, try and follow up with that because I am really curious what the ex-Mormons are. I mean, you know, right. I'm, I'm sure there's a wave of them that are still looking for that, you know, whatever to. F- Fill the hole in their soul or whatever, but I'm surprised. I'm yeah, that there's not just a group of them being like uh, new Mormon or something like that, and you Mormon. <laughs> but sure, I think I think you're right, and I think it's coming. I just like to hear that you know things like this more so because it tells me that young people are just so galvanized on this whole gay lesbian issue. That's mm, not really right. an issue, but I mean, I mean, they they are moved to support that. And you know their 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 willingness to to change you know something as ingrained as you know your religion. I blame Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> I blame the, the internet. The liberal media. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it, it is um, familiarity. I mean, if you've never known a gay person before, and people all you hear is that, that they're evil and, and horrible people, you have no basis for refuting it. But right. if you're you know you have three friends in your high school class that are gay then you know it's not true. And if TV tells you the same thing. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I really do yeah. believe Hollywood. I mean, well, I'm, I blame them in a good way, not in a bad way. <laughs> you know, gay, plenty of gay uh, characters on shows and, you know, full-on lead char- gay characters. And then you have kids coming out of the closet. I mean, like when I was in high school, I, I don't think there was one out gay person in my high school. And if there was, it would have been shocking to me. Shocking that they would have the balls to admit it. Mm. But nowadays, yeah, that's commonplace, right? Oh, yeah. Every school has LGBTQFR. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I, I agree with you. When I was in high school, it was early on in high school, it was maybe one person and that was just kind of a rumor. By the time mm-hmm. I was in my senior year, I don't know, I went to a flaky school for the first half of my senior for the first like quarter of my senior year. So and being bi was trendy. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of the thing, and uh, yeah, then after that, it was just everybody was doing their own thing, totally unfazed. And now it's now it's so so typical, it's boring. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you're gay, big deal. Yeah. <laughs> Show off. Yeah. <laughs> Could, couldn't be less interesting. <laughs> well, that's good. Well, news. When did you graduate high school? Ninety six. You're only three years behind me. I am. But you you might have gone like my school was very small though too. So right. I was going to say I went to uh, you know a school in a in a big college town so or a moderately sized college town yeah moderately sized so it was it was a relatively progressive I mean I but went to school a few years earlier than that and nobody was um, publicly gay but there was one guy looking back who definitely was he just didn't. <laughs> oh yeah don't get me wrong we had our suspicions in high school <laughs> back in the eighties it's not something you talk about so. Right. And now you do. So there is a uh, subreddit called ExMormon. I think we should pose the question there. No, oh, there we go. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Sure. Can we get a special guest? <laughs> we'll have to try. <laughs> I love grilling Mormons. <laughs> <laughs> I was just talking about it last night on my other podcast. <laughs> 
I'll have to ask him. Grilling Mormon. That okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm picturing like you know specially made hamburgers and. <laughs> See, uh, that sounds like a pro Mormon show to me. It's just like people in their backyard in Utah getting together with other Mormons, grilling up brats, <laughs> talking about Joseph Smith and his hat. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to the meat of the podcast. What we are going to probably talk about quite a bit a couple shows back and and for a few shows we've been doing a kind of a top six to top ten of things under a, a certain topic and this time we're going to hit the top eight strange rules within islam now what i really wanted to do what i originally wanted to do was strange or unbelievable stories like we did in christianity with noah and what else did we do? <laughs> we did Noah, and we did Jonah and the Whale, and I don't remember the others, but, oh, the talking donkey, but there's not a whole lot of that in the Quran. There are a few strange creatures, like the flying horse that uh, Muhammad flew on. There are the jinn, the desert jinn, the magical creatures that live in the desert, and the, I believe it's pronounced Hauri, that uh, most people refer to as the virgins, the 72 virgins that are always referred to that you get if you're a, a martyr. Right. Which apparently can also be translated as white raisins. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's B. I hope it's real and I hope it's B. What a sweet burn. <laughs> God, it sounds delicious. You know, now that you've said that, I don't think I've ever... Is that a thing? Have I oh, ever yeah. tried that? Yeah. Yeah. It sounds yummy. I would love to have some raisins made from white grapes. They're, they're really good. Yeah. Oh, they are delicious, man. yeah. Golden... They call them golden raisins or something, right? All right. I'll have to, uh, I've never heard of this uh, previously. I certainly never had one. Not being a, not a fan of, of raisins. Uh, okay, I was going to say I'll go shopping next time we get together and see what we can do. But... <laughs> Maybe you'll I'd like... I'd be willing to try them. You might like a white grape, white grape raisin. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dark, you know, purple grapes are only good for wine. That's it. End of list. We'll see how this weekend (laughs) shuffles out. I'll I'll definitely let you know. I'm really on the fence about this 20-year high school reunion thing. Oh, right. (laughs) But those are all the creatures I could come up with from the Quran. There's not a whole lot more in there. There's not a whole lot of really crazy stories. As it turns out, Muhammad was a fairly down-to-earth warlord and didn't come up with a whole lot of crazy stories. Well, except, However, except in for, contrast, yes, except for the the you know the flying horse that he rode, but we'll set that aside. Well, right, right. <laughs> but he did come up with some rather interesting rules, and we picked. Well, we I picked eight to take a look at and try to determine. I guess what we're going to go with is what is the strangest strangest rule within Islam. Now, not all of these rules are followed by all Muslims. They are not. uh, Some of them come from uh, Hadith instead of the Quran, so different uh, different Muslims don't follow. But they were eight that I found to be rather interesting, and many of them I'd never never knew before trying to come up with this list. So the first one is plucking the eyebrows or trimming the beard is a sin. Now, I think a lot of people kind of knew that about the beards because... Long beards. Look at all the beards. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But I didn't know that the eyebrows were involved in that. So that was a new one on me. Uh, Number two is no pictures in the home. Not only do you not want to uh, put up a picture of Muhammad because that's blasphemy, but uh, no pictures of your family members. Hmm. What are the reasons for these things? Why can't you... 
Are we going to elaborate as you go, oh, or yeah. are we going to come yeah. back and visit them? Well, why don't we, I mean, why don't we hit that one, do some at least a brief overview as we go. So the, the no pictures is because that falls under um, idolatry. At least that's the main the main reason. Okay. okay. And the hair and the beard and the eyebrows, what is their... That's is it personal specific? preference. Yeah. Is it specific <laughs> to that, to just those two body hair places? What about, you know, armpits and oh, pubes? There's, there's, there's a have... different rule for that. Oh. oh, right. Because the beard and eyebrows, that's a sin if you touch them. Right. However, uh, you must shave pubic area and armpits. <laughs> there is a rule on you on shaving, and that's shaving. Right. I thought plucking was also allowed. Plucking is allowed, yes. Yeah. Interesting. I can't even imagine plucking an armpit, oh. let alone... <laughs> shaving it, yeah. Uh. <laughs> well, no, plucking the pubic area. Wow. Yeah. That's... Well, I can't. I suppose waxing that yeah. you know that counts. But all right, but I... I... <laughs> hairy legs and 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 Brazilian just don't go together. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Fourth on the list, we have uh, the veil. Women must wear a veil in order to preserve their modesty. Yeah. Um, I think everybody has heard of that one. Hmm. This one surprised me. Apparently, Mohammed did not want anyone to wear yellow. <laughs> hmm. Okay. He said at one point in, and again, this is in a hadith, which is basically people after the fact saying, well, this is what he said. It's not in the Quran, but it says that he said, do not wear, I, I, somebody w wore saffron in front of him, and he said, don't do that. The infidels wear wear saffron, you should not wear saffron. And the guy said, well, I'll take it off. And Muhammad responded with, no, burn it. Ah. But uh, that's just men. Women can wear yellow. Correct. Okay. That is correct. Um, number six on the list, do not yawn. Killing me. Every time what? I read number six, I get it happens to me. <laughs> it's happening what? right now. <laughs> Brother loving heck. I gotta know the reason for this. According to the Hadith, when one feels the need to yawn, he should suppress it, for it is from the shaitan, the devil. Yawning occurs when the body is heavy, full, relaxed, and inclined toward laziness. It is ascribed to the devil because he is the one who invites people to follow lusts. Intending meaning here is a warning against doing the act of yawning, which any act which results in yawning, such as eating too much and too frequently. Okay. No if you ever try to stifle a yawn, it's hard. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Apparently, the prescribed method is to stifle it, completely stifle it. And if you're unable to, to at a minimum, look away, cover your mouth. Apparently, Muhammad did not a fan of yawning in his presence. <laughs> a couple of these seem to be his personal preferences. Mm, kind of seems that way. Yeah. <laughs> Um, number seven is the left hand is unclean. You never I've eat with the that. left hand. Mm -hmm. uh, you always eat with the right hand. The left hand is reserved for doing dirty things. Right. <laughs> Not masturbating. <laughs> no. no I, I think it just means cleaning your undercarriage. Mm. Oh. <laughs> undercarriage. <laughs> uh, and number eight I put in here is another common, I think everybody knows, meat and basically anything that you ingest needs to be prepared halal and there is a specific description on how to prepare food and that you should not imbibe any food that has been prepared any other way it's interesting because i, I saw this before but halal is um, basically the opposite of what hindus believe hindus believe in the you can eat animals but you must be 
kind to them and you must not they must not suffer when they die whereas as opposed to halal where they uh, halal butchered animal is uh, its throat is cut and it's bled to death that is what halal is so a little more violent yeah, okay. the first rule is to make sure that all the blood is drained. Yeah. So that's the first first. So step. is it similar? Is it like a Islamic version of keeping kosher? Well, kosher, yeah, but the, the rules are kosher, yes. But uh, kosher is um, like an egg and a chicken cannot meet. Oh, I thought a kosher was have a important... I'm, I'm trying to blank, so I'm just saying things like important Jew guy there when you prepare it. <laughs> rabbi, yeah, that's what I thought. Rabbi, 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 rabbi present during preparation. It. Yeah. yeah, but, well, uh, but it, kosher meats, which are consumed by Jews, are also permitted to be eaten by Sunni Muslims. Uh, Shia is apparently slightly different, but due to the similarity between the two methods of slaughter yes. and the similar principles of kosher meat. So, yes, it's very similar. <laughs> wow. All right. Cool. Yeah, kosher also had some other rules about not having the product of an animal and the animal itself in the same meal. But like, you can't have meat and cheese in the same meal, a product of... You know, that kind of stuff, but yes, otherwise. Right, but that is a expansion on the very weird Ten Commandments from Exodus 23. The the, the Ten Commandments that nobody talks about. Hmm. The commandments where one of it is uh, you do not uh, cook a baby goat in its mother's milk. Right. Right. And they took that and expanded it to be don't, like, don't put any two types of food together and cook them together because baby goat milk. <laughs> right. It's kind of strange how a lot of like Hasidic Jews and very fundamentalist type religious believers will take a something that's written in, in their scripture and then expand on it and say, well, yeah, you see, you can't cook a baby goat in its mother's milk. Therefore, you can't have cheese with meat. Yeah. Well, we all know the popular religions just want to ruin all your fun, no matter where you end your yawning. That's really what it boils down to. Yeah. Like, if you are enjoying yourself in any way, you are fucking up and you're going to hell or whatever, you know, punishment your religion has. It's usually hell, but yeah. Yeah. Well, it's the classic, you know, let's keep these assholes in line and let's keep them working. Right. Don't yawn. Yeah, exactly. So how am I how how am I qualifying slash ranking these hmm. based on what premise? I think we're going to start off with the by by picking out the most understandable, the the least the least strange, hmm. the least weird. So we're going to end up with the weirdest, strangest, craziest rule. Okay. But what is the the least strange? Now I'm going to throw out there number eight because pre- preparation of food. I mean, hmm. when you didn't understand. Uh, germ theory, the preparation of food was very important. You really had to get the process correct because otherwise you would get sick and you wouldn't know why. Right. Sure. I mean, knowing that an animal was alive a minute ago, you know the meat is fresh. So yeah, having halal or um, any of the other ritual killing makes perfect sense because then you know it's it's fresh meat. Yeah, so, that one jumped right out at me. I was like, okay, that's going to go. Yeah. And... <laughs> I'm going to put a vote in for uh, the next one above it, too. The left hand unclean. In a time when you didn't have a sink with soap, right. you know, every, every hundred yards, having keeping your right hand clean and having a dirty hand for all the dirty things makes a certain amount of sense. Same sure. reason. Oh, I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. No Purell. You know, exactly. you don't want to keep one pristine. Yeah. I mean, there might have been a, you know, a spring nearby, but there's no soap. So, God, left-handed people must have been fucked. <laughs> You're assuming they weren't killed when they first showed tendencies of yeah, I guess that's true, yeah. <laughs> Which 
<laughs> exactly. All right. I, I'm going to put, um, I want to group uh, do not wear yellow and do not yawn in the Muhammad's personal preferences category. Yeah, but they're so separate. Yawn, I, uh, yellow, I don't understand his hatred for saffron. I think he just didn't like it. So yeah. that one, I, I'm going to say pretty ridiculous. The yawn, once, once it was explained to me, I get it. If you are doing something that could lead to your a yawn, then you're not necessarily doing something productive, mm. and your idle hands are the devil's work. Sure, I'll buy that. Okay. So I think I think that while painful, I think I understand. It's a horrible rule. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I understand where that's coming from. On that same note, I I I would follow that closely with either three or four. Three being three being no, no pictures, pictures in the home. Yeah. Again, and four being the veil. Correct. Hmm. You know, Why? The, uh, the veil is important because in addition to all their other strengths, women can draw power from their sexuality. And if you want to effectively repress them, you need to put a burlap sack over their head <laughs> so that other men can't be attracted to them and you can treat them however you want in the home. Hmm. That is that is not the, the route I expected you to take. But OK, I, I see where you went with that. I expected you to go with the idea that, uh, you know, men can't control themselves. So we have to put the burlap sack oh. on the women no. so that we can control the men. But no, yours was actually a lot more plausible, I think. <laughs> right. yeah. I, I think so, too. And d that one rule controls half of your population, so... Yeah, absolutely. Mm. But the pictures things, while a stupid rule, makes sense within their religion to me. I agree. That's why I said both of them are, are neck and neck for things that I get. Oh, the, oh okay. I thought you yeah. were trying to. Nope, I'm, 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 I'm for getting both of those off the list because they seem reasonable. Okay, and so... And by reasonable, understandable. <laughs> They're certainly not reasonable, Thank and you. I certainly do not support them. <laughs> I heard no argument for dropping halal food and then uh, left hand is unclean. Correct. Right. Okay. Any argument on the uh, do not yawn being the... I mean, it, it seems odd, but yeah, when you attach the sloth, yeah. the the whole sloth to it, I guess it it seems somewhat reasonable. And I, I mean, anybody of sufficient power would, you know, deem somebody yawning in front of them as a huge sign of disrespect. So I get it. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So veil is that the next one? Uh, yeah. I mean, if someone has something, that's where I stand on on the veil. Yeah. It seems straightforward to me. It's very wrong. Yeah. But, well, the, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and it, it is, it is, and it's something maybe we can get into after this that it's it's causing a whole another hubbub in in France. Yeah. As we speak. Oh, so, is there something new? Uh, sort of. There's a big uh, burkini situation in France that's brewing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. I don't hear any argument. I'm going to go ahead and move it off. Yeah. Take that veil. <laughs> we are left with for the strangest rules within Islam, plucking the eyebrows or trimming the beard is a sin. Men shave uh, pubic area and armpits, no pictures in the home, and do not wear yellow or saffron. Okay, in the cleanliness aisle, I think I'm going to put men shaving uh, pubic area and armpits. If we have the same problem, this is a very dry area, there's not a lot of water, people don't take baths a lot. Keeping that area hair-free would be a lot less stinky. Right, but the importance of the hair of keeping that zone, you know, protected, helping to regulate the temperature around your testicles, mm. that sort of thing is important. So I, I think that's just a hazard more than it is. I mean, it makes it look bigger, so that's important. <laughs> Definitely, man. That's why I. That's the only part of the religion I stick to. Armpits. <laughs> um, <laughs> but again, uh, yeah, again with the armpits, I don't know about that. It makes your biceps look bigger. It, maybe. Maybe, <laughs> well, I don't know. 
Go ahead. But that's a chafing thing, too, probably. It's detrimental, but it's a smell thing, I think. Maybe. Those are some of the stinkiest parts of the body. If that's you don't get true. to wash them a on a regular fer- basis. A lot of pheromones. I, I, I can uh. see that. I uh, Again, I just think that that is... Who checks? Plus, what's that? Who checks? <laughs> that, well, that and back when, when he's telling me to do this, my only option I'm thinking, and this this might even be a little too modern, is the straight razor. If you think I'm taking that to my fucking sack, you're out of your mind. <laughs> that is just, that's an accident waiting to happen. Well, you just have to pluck instead. Oh, not plucking that zone. That's not for plucking. You need to get a lot of warm water, razor. a lot of soap. Yeah, and an electric razor. <laughs> not really available at the time. Yeah. So the rule is made, uh, it also pertained to mustaches. Mustaches had to be kept close because having an unkept mustache is has generally been considered a sign of arrogance. You can imagine the guys with the huge mustache sticking from <laughs> ear to ear. That Normally, I understand that's a sign of arrogance. I can, mm, I'm okay with that. These days, it's just a sign of douchebaggery. Right. <laughs> I don't know. That one's, yeah, this one's, I still think this one is a little odd. I would be, if we're going to mo- strike another one, I feel like, you know, at least Jared and I have reached some common ground on uh, no pictures in the home. That's a fairly common one. I mean, the, the Amish right, are the, the same Right, the Amish practice that. Anybody who is uh, really fearful of, you know, idolatry. Mm. Ido- idolatry or soul stealing, one of the two. Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, or, or it's just, you know, general vanity. Mm. You know, you shouldn't be, uh, I don't know why. But maybe they think you just should. You shouldn't celebrate the fact that you and your family exist. <laughs> You're not as important as as God. God, mm. that's true. Mm. There you go. It's interesting so that you know the pictures of Jesus and the and Mary are very common in in Catholic and Christian homes, but not Muhammad. Right? Why the difference? But I don't know. Well, having a picture of Jesus won't get you killed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but why not though? I mean, you know, why such extremes? Some Catholics, you know, it's expected that you have a picture of Jesus and a cross on the wall, and it, it would find it strange if you didn't have one. But with True. Muslims, that you way can't do that. you can't be interpretive about the appearance of Muhammad. Mm. You just have to accept him as mm. Allah's only prophet. Like with Jesus, okay. you can pepper in a black Jesus if you really want or buddy mm. Christ or whatever whatever <laughs> Jesus variants and uh yeah actually when you think about it it's a fucking genius move like you completely mm. eliminate any arguments over that yeah whereas a lot of people argue over what Jesus looked like Jesus really was a black guy Jesus was really this you know right brown mm. right true interesting I prefer yeah. Jesus as a dirty bum <laughs> <laughs> You ruined my joke, though. I was going to say that people don't interpret Jesus. He was just a tall white guy, and I don't know what you're talking about. That's why he was the Messiah. He was the only tall, white-bearded guy in all of Middle East. Yeah. He would stand out then, that's for sure. <laughs> all right, so what is the least crazy here? We, I think there was a vote for uh, was, shaving. Yeah, I see where Karen's going with the shaving, but I just see, having experimented with it, there were so many ramifications, and it could take so much time. Uh-huh. That's a time-consuming... You could yawn while you're doing that, and then that opens up a whole other can of worms. But it makes sense with lice and... and Yeah, Yeah, but then why not the beard and eyebrows? Like, I understand the eyebrows because they help keep debris and dirt out of your eyes like your lashes do, and you don't want to mess with that. But the beard... What's with the beard? Again, yeah, I was going to say, the, the beard doesn't jive with it, because a beard can no. get pretty grody, too. Yeah. You know, you're sweating, and, you know, bugs can get in there, too, yeah, if you ain't taking care of it. and all sorts of... 
whatnot. <laughs> Family Guy tells me you can have a nest of birds growing in there. <laughs> Sometimes you get a murderer trimming it for you, and you got to go find a new barber. Right? <laughs> what? That ha- listen to the Prodigal Sons, and you'll hear that story. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Yeah, the trimming, of, the trimming of the beard is is odd. I mean, it doesn't make sense cleanliness wise. It doesn't make sense. I mean, the only thing it makes sense is that it, is it identifies you as a Muslim to other Muslims. Mm. I guess that's true. Yeah. I mean, especially if I, I don't know what the custom was in other people, but I think for the most part, other cultures trimmed at least. So it's a sign of how how Muslimy you are. The more savage your beard is, the better Muslim you are. <laughs> I think so. I saw a documentary. There was a guy who followed a lot of... I mean, there were Islamists who live in London, and they were trying to promote, and they they were just on this side of saying everyone should join join ISIS. They did everything they could as long as they were within the law. And the one guy had a beard that... I mean, impressive. Like, an impressive beard. Like... From ear to ear, all the way down to his belly button. Wow. And the other guy, the leader, would always talk to this guy when they were roaming around the streets in London. And at one point, he mentioned that they'll run away from you just when they see your beard. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> so and he was really taking pride in it. So, yeah, I think that's, I think that's the case. Well, then it's a, it's a you know, testosterone manly thing then. Yeah, okay, so the, in addition to identifying other Muslims, uh, it's, a, it's a good way to look imposing in combat. Sure. So there's, there's a value to that, I suppose. All right, so yeah, I, I would you know, push it down towards the bottom. Oh, not the bottom. I, but, I, not yeah. the bottom, but I would put it yeah. below, below his hatred of saffron. That's yeah. bizarre. I can't, I can't help <laughs> you with I think that that's the clear cut. <laughs> it's a race into the top. Yeah, right. I think so. I Process mean, of elimination, yeah. And it doesn't seem plausible, but I, I mean... And again, maybe this was the origin, I don't think, the, of the, uh, you know, associating yellow with cowardice. Hmm. Oh, interesting. Maybe. Yeah, I don't think it was. I tried to, to, like, pin that down and see if there was a correlation. I couldn't find anything related to it. So mm-hmm. I, I, I can't confirm or deny, but mm-hmm. I got the impression that was not where it came from. Right. I don't know what it could be. I mean, maybe. I always thought that was a Western expression. Yeah, I assume exactly. so, too. Mm. Yeah, when I was doing a little bit of research, being yeller-bellied mm-hmm. was a, yeah, it was an Old West kind of Right. Which probably thing. was a Chinese slur type. <laughs> oh, maybe. Oh, maybe, maybe Muhammad hated the Asians. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly. Uh, maybe. The, only thing, the only thing that said in the Hadith is that he said that the, the infidels were yellow, so you should not. Huh. Well, I wonder if it's, I mean, saffron is fairly hard to grow. And that's one of the very few things that natural product that will make yellow. So I wonder if it was, uh, you know, a hatred of the people that grew saffron. Maybe. Who knows? So what you're saying is, (laughs) what you're saying is Muhammad is not just wild about saffron? (laughs) (laughs) Possible. Possible. Is that a song? That was was in honor of my fifth favorite (laughs) co-host. Oh, okay. Uh, It's native to That was a song. I I was doing some... Uh, Donovan there for everybody. Did, did he? Did uh, Muhammad hate the Greek people? Maybe. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> it was uh, not that I am aware of, but it's native to Southwest Asia and was probably first cultivated in or near Greece. So maybe. And again, that is actually so. It's interesting that that is actually made it to the top because it is not something that all uh, Muslims follow. It is only certain certain groups that want to follow very specific hadiths so right kind of understandable that it made it to the strange the strangest <laughs> list <laughs> right because it, it's it, it is in its own way the fringiest of them or at least right. one of the fringiest of them 
Hmm. Okay, that went fairly quick. Yeah. Wow. You're right. Well, there was nothing, like you said, it wasn't, it was surprisingly rooted in some amounts of logic. There weren't weren't wild tales or mythical stories or anything like that. It was just like, hey, that's your pooping hand. Don't use that to eat. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Uh, All right. That's a good idea. Well, I I, kind of want to go back up to the, the, the three unbelievable creatures, though. I mean, you know, the flying horse, okay, fine. Jins, I think. <laughs> okay, fine. Well, yeah, yeah. It's, it's one guy had a flying horse. It's, it's one right. thing, yeah. Um, the jinn, though, are interesting because I think they're more from the nomadic tribesmen. It's the ghosts of the desert kind of thing. That's right. an interesting idea. But then the hori, however you say it, but they are, how does it go? They're like 60 feet transparent blue women, something like that. The, the hori, yeah. What? <laughs> This is getting weird because I, I am lost. I, yeah, I wondered why you were dismissing the other one so easily because I was with you. I'm kind of ho hum on the gin. <laughs> you know, if I'm if I'm traveling in the desert, I'm seeing all sorts of things out there. Sure, I'm sure. horses that make perfect sense with a heat but, shimmer and a horse in the background. <laughs> right, right. Same thing with the gin. There's lots of dust devils and other crazy shit I can't explain when I'm in the 110 Ten. degree sun all day long, <laughs> just wandering the dust, looking for somewhere to camp. All right, gin, sure. Now, when, 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 did, when did 72 delicious white raisins turn into 50-foot translucent blue people? <laughs> there's a, yeah, you have to read, there's a lot of text on the, the quote versions. And some of them are these 60-foot tall, transparent women that as soon as you have intercourse with them, immediately they are become virgins again afterwards. That's wow. awesome. <laughs> Why is that awesome? Because I'm horrible. a man. Yeah. <laughs> Right, because mentally they would they would retain the skills and sexual experience that they've gained, but they would again uh, the the return of the vaginal tightness is something that no man would slough to the side. So even if they are sixty foot attack of the fifty foot woman and bluish. So it says, and again, this is in one of the Sunni hadiths that people who enter paradise. Well, it starts off with will will not urinate. You will never have to urinate again. Uh, you will never have to spit or have any nasal secretions. Their combs will be of gold and their sweat will smell like musk. Their wives will be hauris and of them will look alike and will resemble their father Adam in stature, 60 cubits tall. No oh, cubits. That, wow, it's even bigger. Yeah. But transparent to the marrow, marrow of their bones, eternally young, hairless except the eyebrows on the head, pure and beautiful. So they're 90 feet. No, they're, what is this? A cubit is, cubit's basically a yard. I think so, yeah. So they're like 180 feet tall. What wow. Do you, what do you, huh? <laughs> what do you do with that? <laughs> snoo Okay, snoo. she's a virgin, but what do I do about it? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely death by snoo snoo. <laughs> <laughs> That is exactly where I was going with that. You know those crazy guys who like to live in the pockets of women? (laughs) But transparent, though. It's just strange. Anyway, so, that yeah, I just wanted to go back to the strangeness of that, because that's really freaking weird. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. And if if we were going to be going with strangest creature in in the Quran, winner. Yeah. Uh, Either that or they're white raisins. Yeah. I'm thinking the white raisins, and I'm also disappointing in never having to pee again. <laughs> Get it, getting to relieve yourself of a full bladder is one of the happiest parts of my day. <laughs> yeah, but I'm down with the no nasal secretions. That yeah. would be awesome. <laughs> that would be, I w- that would in fact be dope. Humans are gross. 
This is true. Funny, no mention of, of defecating, though? No. So you Darn still it. have to shit. All that stuff you get done to you, but you're like, but you still have to shit. Uh, and don't use your left hand while you're doing it. <laughs> Only use your left hand. Oh, that's right. Yeah, sorry. Don't know. All right, well, since we are on the topic of Islam, how about we hit the, the last few hmm. news articles that we had? Because they all seem to be in and around that area. So the one thing that I saw online today was that they're having more problems in Germany. The marriage among migrant children living in Germany is on the rise, uh, with girls being as young as nine made to take part in wedding ceremonies. So apparently, in Germany, there is a loophole in their law that says that they will not interfere with religiously held marriages. So the law is, they're just, they're not allowed to interfere with hmm. religious marriage. So that being the case, if, for example, you are a Muslim and you believe that Aisha was nine when she was married to Muhammad, then that is your standard as when girls can be married off. And apparently there are hundreds of cases of girls coming forward and trying to get asylum, trying to get out of out of these contracts that they've been put into for marrying older men. Actually, it's 3,443 young girls, a third of them under 18, went to a counseling center. Yeah. The, young, the youngest was nine years old. Yeah. So Angela Merkel is trying to change the law so that you have to be, I don't know what age she's picked, but um, 16, 18, something along those lines. Well, it's also a problem in America, though. If you have parental consent, some states allow you to get married as young as, I think, 12 or 13? Ha! I don't know that for... There's there's no federal minimum. I don't know what... what, Some of the southern states are pretty bad. I know Pennsylvania, the age of consent is like 16. Yeah, age of consent is 16 if the... Well, if the partner is... What is it? Within four years? Something like that? Yeah, there's some wacky age stuff involved with it. Yeah, you can't be 40. (laughs) Unless you got a note from her father. (laughs) True. So, yeah, it's an unfortunate reality for a lot of girls all over the world. That is interesting. There's actually a wiki on this. And believe it or not, I mean, I would have never guessed this. The youngest age with parental consent is 13 for, for females, 14 for males. Any idea? What? Got a guess? Mississippi? This is what state this is? Mississippi. It's not Mississippi. I, mm. well, I qualified it with this is not what I would expect. Oh, Utah. <laughs> it's not Utah. Mm. Oh, it's got to be a curveball. Think, Ian. Think. Um, <laughs> Hawaii. It is a curveball. New Hampshire. Really? New Hampshire. Wow. Nice. What? Yes. Mississippi is second at 15, and most other states with parental consent is 16. Wow. New Hampshire. New Hampshire. Coming out of yeah. nowhere. 13. In cases of special cause with parental consent and court permission. Huh. Woo! Road trip! <laughs> <laughs> Shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mississippi, uh, 15. So I knew there was some place. What, what does Massachusetts mean not applicable? Oh, that is an interesting... <laughs> I don't have any idea. But here's a, outlawed here's a, in Massachusetts. Uh, oh, 12 uh, for girls and 14 for boys. There you go. Oh. What, in, in Massachusetts? Yeah. But only... How is that? Only in front of a judge. Huh. Wow. Yeah. Here's another curveball. There is one state that without parental consent, the minimum age is 21. Really? <laughs> and that state is Mississippi. Uh, really? You cannot get married until you're 21 in Mississippi unless you have parental consent. 
That's not that curveball. That sounds like something they would do. That's crazy. Yeah, they... Very controlling. Yeah, plus they've got that weird notion of southern manners, jibba-jabba. <laughs> oh, yeah, and the whole thing about, you know, you own your children until you give them away, or at least a female. Yeah. 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 They need more veils down in Mississippi. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. Huh, there you go. So, what, yeah, so it's worse in Germany, obviously, at the moment. But uh, Right. Right, well, because, yeah, I mean, when you're in uh, part of the refugee community, there's all sort of loopholes, so mm. why not exploit the good ones? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, they do have a, a pretty t- terrible refugee problem over there at the yeah, moment. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. It's out of control. They, they're, they, you know, the intent was good, but, you know, the repercussions have been not good. Also true. But I don't know what else they're supposed to do. Just let them starve at the border? That's not humane. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I agree. This is probably the lesser of the many, many evil choices that they have to make. But uh, mm. I don't know. Germany seems to be working really hard to try to get things to, to work right, out for everybody's yeah, to, favor. To do the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would say that although this is a problem that Germany has, it is not Germany's problem. It is a problem that Germany needs to put, unfortunately, needs to put new laws into place in order to compensate for it. Mm. Or just change the other ones that leave the loopholes. Just take out the loopholes. So, Ian. Yes. Tell me about the myth of the (laughs) the moderate Muslim uh, in UK. (laughs) Well, the, 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 the myth part. Uh, I'm going to need Karen to tell me about. <laughs> right, I, sure. I don't know, but I do know that there are some alleged moderate Muslims who gathered very recently at a uh, at a rally in Hampshire to uh, talk about how to be more moderate and how to reject ISIS and how to be kinder and gentler all around and still be a Muslim. Hmm. So uh, That's, this is in Old Hampshire, not New Hampshire. Correct. This is in <laughs> Hampshire. They were not all heading to New Hampshire to marry a 14-year-old. <laughs> These, this, is, this is in the UK. It was a three-day convention that were a little bit north of 30,000 people there. 30,000 Muslim members there. I don't know how many other people were in attendance. And this is the Ahmadiyya Islamic movement. Which and, apparently, uh, they've been around for a while. Yeah. Apparently. Apparently, they're, they're, uh, apparently this, is, this is their chance to gain some momentum. And, you know, that they, they claim that they believe that that all the all the terrorist groups, uh, all they're doing is that they are completely violating the Quran and all the teachings of Muhammad, and uh, they are working to to reject that idea and just try to bring people. This the movement pretty big in the UK, relatively, uh, you know, bigger than anywhere else. So that's nice. Yeah, I find it interesting that uh, many mainstream Muslims consider them heretics. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, this is definitely a. Uh, sadly, this this group is the fringe group. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. This 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 is not not the uh, the, the majority or mm-hmm. even the minority. This is this is a drop in the bucket. But you know, absolutely, anybody emphasizing peace over uh, you know violence and extremism gets a thumbs up from me. Agreed. So thirty thirty thousand people. Well, it's it's in the UK, so you're limited geographically. But that uh, is no. A- they they claim to to be from over ninety countries that gathered at this convention. Yeah, and this started back in 1889, so they've been around for a long time. Right. Sure. This is not something new. Um, I think they've been, you know, drummed out of town at a lot of places because for they sure. are, they don't follow the, you know, the strict interpretation of the Quran or the Hadith, so they're going to be driven out of town. I'm just doing a uh, a little bit of, of math, though. So, supposedly there are, you know, 1.6 billion Muslims in the world. 
According to uh, the Pew poll done, uh, when was this? It was the most recent Pew Pew poll done, uh, 2013. Uh, Of the 1.6 billion Muslims, uh, 1.4 believe that uh, the wife should obey the husband and be subservient. 1.1 billion believe Sharia law should be rule, should be the the law of the land. 750 million believe death for adultery. And 580 million believe death for apostates for leaving the religion. So you got 30,000. Yeah. So that's a good start. (laughs) It's got to start somewhere. Yeah, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, but it's been going since 1889, so. hmm. Yeah, the momentum is just not there. No. Well, I think the momentum, that's the the problem of uh, talking about a moderate Muslim. The, the, The Quran is so explicit in the specifics of how you are to behave, that there is no chance for moderation, really. Or very difficult, anyway. Right. And these people have been trying for many, many years, and they're not making it, so... Right, and as we just noticed, the rules are super straightforward, except for the whole yellow thing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And some of them have, you know, roots in logic, halal, in, you know, historical times, and, you know, the left hand being the, the dirty one. Perfectly logical. But... You have to modernize it at some point. Well, I hope. I was going to say, do you? <laughs> yeah. Well, do you? I think in a lot of countries, the atheists and the non-believers and the Jedis are, are outnumbering <laughs> the <laughs> fundamentalists. So uh, I guess in certain countries, I feel like they're definitely not outweigh outnumbering the. What was it? One point six billion. Yeah. <laughs> if there are one point right. six billion Jedi's, we have a whole new problem. <laughs> <laughs> it's an awesome problem, but <laughs> maybe if you get uh, one point six billion, it actually works. <laughs> people will be Everybody levitating. Everybody to move that pencil with your yeah, mind. Yeah, levitating just rocks <laughs> all over the place. So the last thing that I have is about a cleric. Uh, this is also in the UK, uh, named Anjum Chowdhury. Okay, I'm butchering his name. Anjum Chowdhury? Chowdhury? Chowdhury. Chowdhury. Say Chowdhury. Say it, Frenchie. <laughs> but this guy, I have seen several videos with this guy in it. He is one of the people, he wasn't in the documentary I was talking about, but he is one of the, like, right on the edge of the law, Mm. doing everything he can that does not quite qualify as inciting violence within the UK. He has been responsible for several British people joining ISIS. In the article, it has that his supporters included Michael... uh, Yeah, I'm not even going to try these names. But they were two uh, murderers of soldier Lee Rigby, uh, suspected ISIS executioner Omar Sharif, who was a suicide bomber in Tel Aviv, and a, a guy who planned on killing... Uh, he was convicted for tw- uh, jailed 12 years for planning to kill in the streets of London. Hmm. So he is an ins- someone who really incites, who picks out the people that he can see have some weakness and, and some wanting in their life, and he gives them a cause. Hmm. And that cause is kill the Islamism. Hmm. Yeah. So he has now been convicted. He and a... Comrade with him, uh, Mohammed Mazanur Rahman. The two of them have been convicted. Uh, what was the? Yeah, I don't know what they're actually charged with. Yeah. They were convicted just this week. 
They were convicted of... Soliciting to murder. They were, yeah, the, well, his associate, Muhammad Rahman, was previously convicted of soliciting to murder. So they were charged under Section 12 of the Terrorism Act of 2000. Now, that's within uh, the UK. Okay. And they were charged with inviting support for the Islamic State. There you go. I must say, Mr. Muhammad Rahman's beard is rather thin and unimpressive. <laughs> <laughs> but I love that his name rhymes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So that's a good thing. These guys have been stirring the pot there in the UK for a long time. Mm. And, I mean, I don't know if you guys saw the picture, but as soon as I saw this guy's picture, I'm like, oh, that guy. guy. I've seen him before. (laughs) Yeah, I think he's actually been interviewed before. I I don't know, on CNN or something. CNN, yeah, Yeah. BBC. So how long is he going to jail for? How long? Hopefully a very long time. Oh, oh, he's going in front of the old Bailey later on for his... Okay, so they haven't they yeah. haven't actually decided. Yep. But there you go. He was convicted. Wow. I was going to say, well, that leads me to either a quick story or a mm-hmm. quick quandary. Which would you prefer? One of each. One of each. I, have, I only have one of each. <laughs> um, one I was going to mention only because it came up earlier in the show that France is lashing out against the Burkini mm-hmm. because their prime minister says that it is he it sparks concern of religious extremism so in corsica and now three other cities have followed suit that says you are not allowed to wear burkinis on public beaches well how um, what is a burkini i mean i get kind of get the idea it's a burka it, for bathing it, exactly it mm. is a it's a full body swimming suit it's hmm. uh you know long sleeves down over the wrists a hood that comes down uh, right to your brow, and then leggings that come cover uh, just over the ankle. With a skirt? With a piece? skirt. Well, yeah, like it's like it's a wetsuit with a skirt piece over top of it to so that you can, you know, identify yourself as female. Okay. Because I, mean, I was going to say, it sounds, you know, like what a wetsuit would be, but... It is. It is a wetsuit with a skirt piece over top of it. Hmm. What if they just got rid of the skirt piece? I don't know. Hmm. I don't know how, what the enforcement of it, you know, I don't know. I know France is, is, you know, really tired of being attacked by Islamic extremists. So, uh, you know, this is, this is their way of battling back. Yeah, but can you wear, you can wear a burqa anywhere in France, right? Yes. Then what's the fucking problem? Why? Why is the beach the well? You <laughs> where they're drawing the line? But you can't wear one in everywhere, though. You can't when you, the children go to school. They have to take off the head covering in school. They can wear it to school, but when you go into school property, you have to take it off. So they are enforcing rules that are specifically uh, targeting Muslims, which I'm slightly uncomfortable with, but I'm not sure why. Right. It's a, the well. It's the because, ruling. Go ahead. Well, I just think it's because the the school had dress codes. Mm. And wearing of a veil or a headscarf is in violation of those dress codes. They want to be able to see who the student is, be able to recognize them, and and I don't know if it's just for security reasons or if or what. But the, the, what they're saying is that the the headgear is in violation of the previously established dress codes. Mm. Right. Why not go with a, a compromise position and say the face must be uncovered, but you can cover your hair. I mean, why not do that? I mean, I, I don't think women should be subject to the veil, but once they've bought into the um, the propaganda, I'm uncomfortable telling them they can't. Right, and, I, and we're talking about public beaches, right? Right, yeah. and the, the public beach decree says you are barred from public access to you, are barred from access to a public beach to any person or persons who is not properly dressed 
respectful of moral behavior and secularism, hygiene, and bathing safety. The wearing of bathing clothes, which are associated with these principles, is also forbidden. Hmm. Mm. All, all it functionally does, though, is it prevents these people from going to the beach. They're not going to change what they wear. Right. Absolutely. And and I don't know, really. I, I feel like this is, you know, clearly backlash for... Bombings, the, yes. The, well, the constant murder of the French people in, you know, whether it was, you know, in Paris, what was that, a year and a half ago? Something like that, yeah. Or, you know, with the Charlie Hebdo people or uh, the bombings. It's it's just, it's, uh, you know, they are a nonstop target. So mm. I don't know, is this their way of pushing back? I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe or, French people are just pervs. They're like, I got to <laughs> see them titties. <laughs> <laughs> well, it feels like, you know, forced assimilation. You, you have to be the same as the, as the country you move into. I, I get the argument, I guess, but well, I, don't know. I feel like they're poking the bear. Yeah, <laughs> they really are. It's not certainly not going to help the situation by trying trying to enforce these laws. Yeah, I'd have to say I can't find an argument that brings me down on either side of this. Mm. It just makes me more uncomfortable, and it's only driving a wedge between them. I mean, I I have to just side with the French government mm. because I I don't like the idea that the people you know that that women have to wear these bags wherever they go. Mm. I, I I disagree with that profoundly. But now they can't. But it's not like. They, they've already opted to wear the bag. So right, now, exactly. now you're just saying, well, now if you're going to do that, you just can't go, you can't go swimming. Mm. So right. And again, me, they, like, they are sticking to their claim that being fully dressed at the beach is unacceptable for hygienic reasons. Which seems odd. That's loose. <laughs> That's playing fast and loose. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what hygienic reasons they have. I don't either. <laughs> and I don't know if it's important to say, but, you know, for, uh, Paris was just in November. That wasn't like a year and a half ago. That was less than a year ago. For the was the, it really the bombing at the concert? Oh, see, or, oh, no, it was not shooting. a bombing; it was a shooting. shooting yeah, I, I knew it was somewhat recently. It was whenever I went to visit Jared, and I thought that was a year ago, but apparently it was several, just a few months ago. Yeah, well, six months ago. Mm. Oh, okay. And Charlie Hebdo was about two years ago, I think. That's I don't not, know. We're not good at guessing time. I think that <laughs> might just be like oh, a year everything, ago. Everything's a blur. Really? Well, it's sad because some these things are starting to blur together a little bit. Yeah, I, yeah. You, you could have convinced me it was a bombing at the at the concert. It was a shooting, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah absolutely. I'm with you. That's now that the international incidents are getting just as blurry. You know, it's the same way that you could tell me at any point. Like, there's there isn't. I can't isolate a, a, a mass shooting here in the United States <laughs> anymore. Sam well, that's the thing. If I, if I were to say. You know, the mass shooting, and you'd be like, which one? I'd go, the one that happened this year. And you'd go, which one this which year? Which one? Yeah. <laughs> well, Sandy Hook stands out, and University of Virginia, or uh, Virginia Tech stands out for me. Oh, yeah, I remember Virginia Tech, now you mentioned it. Yeah, that was one of the earlier ones. Yeah. And uh, Sandy Hook, just because of the horrificness yeah. of it. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah, Sandy Hook will always take... I, you know, I almost forgot about Orlando. Yeah, me too. Like, I remember someone mentioned mm. it, and I'm like, Orlando? I'm like, oh, yeah, shit. Yeah. That was like 50 people. Yeah. yeah, that was the biggest one ever right? since since nine eleven. Yes, yeah, it's the biggest. Oh no, nine eleven was not a successful terrorist attack. I forgot. According <laughs> <laughs> to Rudy Giuliani, what a yeah. dickhole, oh, man. <laughs> Wait a minute, I missed this. What did Giuliani say now? Rudy Giuliani said that there had never been a successful terrorist attack on the United States until Obama came into. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Except for all those other ones. Except You're for right. the one. Uh, that he constantly when he talks about. <laughs> yeah, he was the mayor. He was the goddamn mayor. Right. How can he? Yeah. 
He ran his whole presidential campaign on that fact. Yeah. And the tagline is, never forget. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if um, Obama teaching uh, law in Chicago counts as, 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 you know, being on the political spectrum, but I, I think it's... Well, in office of, means president, as far as I'm concerned. It, it's a case of just telling a lie often enough and people will believe it. I think that's what he's doing. He's just trying to, you know, make people think, oh, yeah, Obama, he was caused 9-11. Yep, yep. <laughs> and he founded ISIS. And he founded ISIS, yeah. Holy crap. Right. Busy guy. Yeah. <laughs> All right, now for my quandary yes. to follow yes. up my, my story. Uh, why, or am I wrong in this, why is it, at least with Islam, it is the most common and seemingly best idea ever to name your child after the prophet and there's not a single Westerner named Jesus. <laughs> well, I don't know, especially since you can't really say. I mean, if you're referring to Muhammad, you're supposed to uh, may peace be upon him. Right. Every time. But if you name, I don't know, is it naming kids or is it people taking a Islamic name? I have no idea. I don't know yeah. how, that, how that all works. but Like the way Muhammad Ali did. Right. There are a lot of people named Muhammad in the world. There are not a lot of people named Jesus in the world. Uh, I have to say, though, I live in the West, and I party regularly with a dude named Jesus. Really? And he's white. He's super white. He also looks like Jesus. There are also a lot of people named Jesus, which is Jesus, and they are in the Western Hemisphere. Right. Are are there, is it, are there a lot? There's a lot. Oh, yeah, Jesus is a big one. Jesus Hmm. is very common, yeah. All right. So while it may not be in you know in America and in England, right. yeah, Hispanic culture, yeah, Jesus, that's mm. big. So yeah, not I mean, a lot of white bread families saying, "Hey, let's name this one Jesus," and everyone going, <laughs> "Say what?" You think that'd be a problem too if you did that? People know. might you'd be like, "You're naming your kid what? You can't do that." Adolf, no, you can't do that either. Yeah, <laughs> that one's been dead for eighty years. <laughs> yeah, I, but it's true. I mean, yeah, in, in America, you don't get any Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> so, uh, according to the internet, at last census, there are approximately 150 million men and boys worldwide named Muhammad. Wow. wow. Hmm. It's probably gonna... few or Jesus, but uh... yeah, I'm gonna. I'll uh, look into it. Okay. <laughs> I don't no, know I just want to know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I have as reliable of information. Ah, oh, today, how many people in the world are called Jesus? Yahoo, oh, watch man. out, it's a trap. But that's going to count Jesus, though, probably. Nope, I clicked on that one. That one seems like a trap. Yeah, it's Yahoo Answers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a trap. <laughs> Yahoo Answers is nothing but. Holy smokes. According to this, what I have discovered is it's way... M- well, wait. Nope, it's way less. <laughs> I, did, so I had some bad math. It claims <laughs> that there are currently 242,000... We'll say two, I'll round it up to 243,000 people named Jesus. Hmm. And how many named Muhammad? Uh, 150 million. Wow. All right, that's a big thing. It's a cultural thing. Well, I found is, why is Jesus a popular boy's name in Mexico, whereas in the U.S., naming a boy Jesus would be considered bizarre? And the answer is, it's a cultural thing. Okay, cool. How many people are named Elron? (laughs) (laughs) Well, people don't call their kids Jesus, but they do, in droves, call them Paul and John and Yeah, oh my God, yeah. There's a, a ton of them, so I think they've just switched a little bit as to who they renamed for and how many okay. marys are there for christ's sake <laughs> no pun intended yeah when you try and come up with a boy's name and you don't want a biblical one you're in a world of hurt mm-hmm. you've got like three choices <laughs> i think yeah, my name one. is in the bible and nobody has my name <laughs> don't 
don't think I know any other Jareds, you know, except for the well, people thanks that the joy. subway guy killed that for uh. <laughs> another 20, 25 years before that comes around. No. Oh, I got it. Let's name him Jared. Oh, no. no. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to be unique for a while. <laughs> Again. Again. <laughs> it was coming around. <laughs> Matthews, Marks, Luke's, John's, very common. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. I was just curious why we decided to go the prophet route or the, uh, the uh, apostle route, and they were like, nope, we're going straight prophet. <laughs> huh. Well, I mean, Muhammad is the uh, a prophet, not the son of God. Right? Oh. Whereas Jesus is actually part of the Trinity, so. Right. You can't name your child God. Right. That's fair. So I guess Muhammad kind of goes along, well, more so, but goes along with Mark and Matthew right. and company. So. I hear what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I got it. Yeah, you're right. There's probably many... Probably far fewer people named Allah. <laughs> then why aren't there more? There should be more Magdalenas then, because that's an awesome name. <laughs> <laughs> no dice. <laughs> Bad association. Well, okay, fine. All right. I think we're wrapping it up. Yep. Woot. I think by that I mean I think I'm wrapping it up. Woot. I want to thank everyone for listening. If you have any comments, questions, or things you would like us to talk about, please feel free to go to ProfaneArgument.com and leave a comment on the show. And I would also uh, just want to encourage everyone, if you're looking for a podcast to listen to, check out the Soon To Be Named Network at SoonToBeNamedNetwork.com. You can find a whole bunch of different shows that have very interesting people (laughs) talking about very interesting things. Um, SoonToBeNamedNetwork.com. I want to thank everyone for listening, and until next time, I am Ray. I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Good night. And may your God go with you. You caught me off guard with that. <laughs> Sorry. I was still thinking about, about you plugging the network, and I was like, yeah, you're not fooling anybody. It's just different configurations of me, you, and Jared talking about different <laughs> things. <laughs> <laughs>